And we are back. This is episode 129 or 130 or something. I don't even know. Maybe I should have checked before I started recording. But let me actually check while I have you guys on the line right now. It is episode 129 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, Dan the Skull Crusher. And uh, accompanying me today, as usual, from the left coast of the country, is my brother Klaus. Klaus, how are you doing, sir? Better than Mike will ever hope to be. And Mike, from the right coast, how are you doing, sir? Better than Joe Dombrowski. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's doing pretty well. Come yeah, on. Doing pretty well, my butt. He had a chance to win a stage, and he like basically got taken totally out of him so that he could go back and help a dude with bronchitis. <laughs> Who's got the bronchitis? Um, Uran. He has bronchitis. So... He's he's in the break, chilling over there, keeping it real, and then he gets pulled back. He gets all upset and stuff. He gets all the way back there just to find out that this dude can't ride because he has bronchitis. But he but what people didn't know is that he had his inhaler. Oh, he did. Yeah, he took it by mistake. So that's why. Oh, you mean Dombrowski? Dombrowski had to fall back. Yeah. Because uh, he had the inhaler. Yeah, that makes sense. That doesn't make any sense. I here for my life, and then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Everybody <laughs> got time for that? That's an impromptu sample by Klaus. That was Rigoberto Uran. It sounds just like that lady from that video. From last I know, <laughs> sweet brown. <laughs> She's got the bronchitis. She's got bronchitis. Um, okay, well, uh, you may have noticed that Natalia is not here with us. Um, because she's busy, I don't know, traveling the world, doing things that are way more interesting than sitting here and chatting with us. But she's here in spirit, definitely, and um, we will talk about women's cycling um, later on in the podcast. I do want to uh, thank all our sponsors, all of them. I mean, even from the smallest ones, the ones whose logo you can barely read all the way to like our big title sponsor, because... Without people like that, we could never afford the rights to use a song as awesome as our opening song this episode. So thank you to all our sponsors for giving us all that sweet, sweet cash so that we could actually... Oh, I didn't know you had to pay for that. I thought you had commissioned that. Uh, no, we actually we did not commission it. That's actually an actual hit. So You had to clear the rights. We had to clear the rights with the record label and the artists. All the artists. The people that wrote the song, the singer, all the everybody that played all the instruments. You know how people used the uh, Beastie Boys album, Paul's Boutique, as this landmark moment of an album that could never exist today because of the clearances? Yeah. I think one day people will use this podcast as this landmark moment of, yeah, you can't make podcasts like that anymore because you could never clear the Woofa Woofa Loofa song. There's no way you could. I, I don't know what Woofa Woofa Loofa means. I don't understand what the Loofa part is. It's the Loofa that you shower Yeah. Oh. Aren't they one of our sponsors? Woofa Woofa Loofa? They should be. If that's not a company, it should be one. Powered by Woofa Woofa Loofa? Woofa Loofa Woofa Loofa. Um, yeah, so... Tonight, I'm actually, after we're done recording here, I'm going to go back to my bedroom and finish packing because I am leaving on a jet plane tomorrow 
to a land far, far away called Denmark. What? Have you ever heard of that place, Mike? I have. It's a it's an it's a it's an enchanted magical land. It's where Lars Ulrich of Metallica is from. It's where King Diamond is from. I'm actually bringing my King Diamond shirt so to wear it in Copenhagen so that I can, or Copenhagen, like Americans say. You know that my uh, the UPS guy the other day, I had to sign for something, and he said, "Man, you're a King Diamond fan," and I was like, "What? How do you know?" And he's like, "Because you're wearing a King Diamond." <laughs> <laughs> He looked at me like he felt bad for me because I was so dumb. Not like joking. He was like, oh, boy. <laughs> How do you put on a sweet, sweet King Diamond shirt in the morning and not know that that's what you're wearing? Doesn't it elevate you to the next level every minute of the day? I think it should have, but I think maybe it had worn off by the end of the day. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. I wasn't even thinking about it. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. UPS guy here comes in the morning, so... Um, but wait, no, before we talked about how did we end up talking about UPS guys? Oh, King Diamond. Oh yes, I'm going to Denmark. the I'm going to the yeah, to the magical land called Denmark, where I will rent a magic vehicle with four wheels and drive to another magical land called Sweden. And then I'll drive to yet another magical land called Norway, and where I'm gonna go to Oslo and the Black Metal Museum. And I'm actually basically doing all that just to go to the Black Metal Museum. So there you go. Just to what? To go to the Black Metal Museum. So when you come back, can the, can the episode be Black Metal Cycling Podcast? Yes. That is a great idea, Mike. I love it. You're welcome. Let's, let's, do, let's do it. <laughs> Wait, is there really a museum? Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, Black Metal Museum in Oslo. Is it a burned out church? church. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone already burn it down? <laughs> I, 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 really? you, have to, you have to put on like a safety suit to go into it. I you know, really hope so. said that if you take a beautiful butterfly and you pin it on a wall, it's just a bug. And that's... Who said I that? I did. No, it's just this <laughs> argument that's commonly made about museums. The fact when something gets to the point where it's pinned on the wall, then it loses its beauty. So you're saying that like, if they're going to have, let's say, a piece of... Uh, what, what's the guy that died? The guy that got... Dead. If they have a piece of dead's skull, like there is, is no longer a skull. It's just a bug. Yeah. It's yeah. What is what is in a black metal museum? I have no idea, but I cannot wait to find out. It's a tourist trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. And I'm going to that famous record store, Helvet. Uh, Helvet. Well, it's across the street from the original location. Well, it can't be the real one because Euronymous is dead, but it's a well, bakery. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, not going to go to the store. I'm going to go to the location and take some frozen photos frozen place. It's a, yeah, no, it's, it's a, a bakery for real. <laughs> Froyo. Well, anyway, I'm going to be all kinds of black meddling. And so it's going to be funny. The, what I'm going to do is when I'm in Denmark, I'm only going to listen to Metallica and King Diamond. And then as I'm driving up in Sweden, I'm going to only listen to like Swedish death metal dismember, entombed, nihilist, uh, carbonized. And then I'm going to get up to Norway and it's got only Norwegian black metal. That None of that is going to happen because I'm traveling with my wife and some friends. So we're basically going to be listening to The Cure. That's just the way that life You should listen is. to the experimental jazz albums that Lars Ulrich's uh, dad has put out. No, I, I, I like my marriage just the way that it is. <laughs> it's... Oof, they are something. I tried. <laughs> woofa, woofa. 
Um, yeah, Lufa. No, nah, but the reason that I brought it up is to make everybody jealous. And also to just make sure that everybody knows that we're probably not going to do a podcast then as soon as the, the year is over because I'm going to be over there. And I really don't feel like stopping my awesome black metal vacation to talk to you goons. But you're the only person that's going to go to Denmark and it's in the Norway and it's a black metal vacation. It should be a Lego vacation. Yeah, well, actually, this is really interesting. Don't let the hype fool you. The Lego place in Denmark is like four hours away from Copenhagen or Copenhagen, whatever. It's ridiculous. I wish I I knew what you guys were talking about. There's a Lego. You know what Lego. I know okay. what Legos are. Okay. There's one in San Diego. It's like Legoland. Oh, Legoland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the original one is in Denmark, obviously, since Lego is from Denmark. And yeah. So, but it's, it's super far away. So instead of going that way, which would be actually just heading northwest of Copenhagen, we're going straight east into Malmo, the place in Sweden, and then going straight up to Gothenburg. And then from then we go to Oslo and whatever. Is there any cycling involved in this vacation? Yes. Yeah. What kind of? What? Uh, there is. Well, when we're out in the fjords, out in the which, I didn't even know what the hell the fjords were. Honestly, I'd heard people it's say before. Piece. It's a Lego piece. Yeah. <laughs> I heard people say like, "Oh, the fjords and the fjords are beautiful." And if you ever want to see something beautiful, you got to see the fjords in Norway. And I was like, "I have no idea what the hell that is." So I look at it. It's a bunch of rivers and stuff. I don't know. I guess it's some a like, bunch of rivers. I don't know. Some rivers with like some nature shit. But they're the little inlets with the cliffs and all that. Yeah, there you go. It, they, they say it looks just like um, the that what ring movie? What's it called? Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Like or the man. Cliffs of Dover. Like a movie. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm actually going to make myself sound as dumb as I really am. Instead of saying, instead of uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, I was going to say Trouble with the Rings. <laughs> that movie Trouble More with the Rings. One ring? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never seen this stupid movie. Come on, man. This stupid movie with like friggin' dudes in it swords. It occurred and, to me that the title is Lord of the Rings. And, and uh, I mean, my memory's failing, but I think they were focused on one ring. Did you read the books? Maybe in the book. Yeah, but I was like nine years old. Yeah. But there must have been multiple. There must have been. I'm sure the author got it right. (laughs) I would hope. (laughs) After all these years, he's like, "Uh uh-oh. Oh. Um, That's kind of like Metallica when the first pressing of of Ride the Lightning came out. Instead of For Whom the Bells Toll, it said From Whom the Bells Toll. From Whom the Bells Toll. Instead of From Whom the Toll, the Bell Tolls. So it was 60s. also called Ride the Lightnings. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, my brother's going to go to Denmark and Norway. Are you going anywhere exciting? Like, I don't know. I'm going to the Catskills. He's going to the Catskills. What? <laughs> You're going to Catskills? Are you going to see a good comedy show? For Memorial Day. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm Memorial Day. That's awesome. I, that's really cool, man. I thought you were going to go. You're going to say, like, I'm going to the Upper East Side. <laughs> It's only a little bit further than that. Here's a little tip, Mike. If you ever want something to do in New York, the Staten Island Ferry is free. It is free. Free boat ride. Come on. I've taken it. Free boat ride. Free boat ride. I've I've taken it so many times. I I had somebody that I used to go visit in Staten Island all the time when I lived there. The one time I took it, we got stuck in a fjord. (laughs) (laughs) Those rare New York City fjords that no one talks about. Yeah, there's one in Staten Island. But it knew. Right next to the Lego Museum. (laughs) The Lego piece. 
next to that baseball museum. No, when um, I was gonna say that when um, the reason that I oh no 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 now, now I remember Mike asked about cycling and yes we're gonna be renting bicycles in Denmark apparently Denmark is the most bike friendly city in the world um, Copenhagen although Bogota uh, Denmark yeah Copenhagen uh, uh, bike paths dedicated bike paths but they have a higher percentage of usage. Yeah, so whatever. So there, and then once we're in Norway, up in the fjords and stuff, there's also, we're, we're renting uh, road bikes up there and actually doing real riding around there. Like all nature shit that I just, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. There's going to be like. I expect your Instagram to be straight fire. <laughs> As in churches that are on fire <laughs> in Norway or? Yeah. Or that, like that too. Yeah. All of that. Um, I will uh, definitely post. Tons of stuff. If people want to follow me on Instagram, they should. It's at the Skull Crusher. Crusher with a K. Um, okay. Now, let's talk about um, more cycling. We have Giro d'Italia. We have women's cycling to talk about. And we have the Tour of California to talk about. Which, which one do you guys want to do first? Tour of California. What? I'm in Giro. Let's leave the Giro for last. So do you want to do women's cycling in honor of uh, our, friend, our friend Natalia? <laughs> or do you want to do Tour of California? Let's do women's cycling. Uh, okay. Klaus, are you okay with doing women's cycling? Yeah. Let's um, just have a real off-the-cuff discussion about women's cycling. I think I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to use a teleprompter. No, no, yeah. no, me neither. I don't think you should. I think that would be kind of cheating. I don't know, but hold on, let me turn on my teleprompter. Uh, Mike, what do you what do you think he about? Right as Mike says, he's not going to use a teleprompter. He, he turns says, on the teleprompter. I, I think he was being facetious. I don't think he's actually turning it on. I don't even think okay. that Mike actually owns. Before we the start, Klaus and Dan, here's a message from Natalia. Do not be disappointed, dear listeners. If Oregon Greenedge can do backstage passes without race footage at the Giro. I can make this women's cycling segment of the podcast happen without being present. Oh. <laughs> the, the following conversation took place on Wednesday, May 18th, during the team presentation of the colon Amgen Breakaway from Heart Disease Women's Race Empowered with SRAM, also known as the Women's Tour of California. Turns out you guys have been secretly following women's racing. I don't know what that means. Well, you, you spoke it. Breakaway from heart disease, women's race, empowered but, with SRAM. But, Mike, it's SRAM, not SRAM. SRAM. I don't know. Coming from, coming from Mr. SRAM t-shirt himself. I know, but uh, that's, people are going to be kept mad. Ah, the hell with people. So, Klaus, I figured it out. The official hashtag to follow this race on Twitter is AmgenToc and not ATOC, like hashtag ATOC. But I'm sure there will be at least three different variations in use with the word women in them. Dear Lord, always the drama with the hashtags. Good thing we can follow this one using our tour tracker because sticking with world tour standards, we won't have live video like the men's race, but at least we can hope for a good official live updates and recap video afterwards, this time all in one place. Yes, people, Klaus is on Twitter. 
how do you think he is so well versed about the happenings in the cycling Twitter sphere and the who has more followers contest? No, it's too much for a casual website visitor of Twitter. Too bad you will never know his handle. Uh, did you say they had Coca-Cola bottles? Did you see that they had Coca-Cola bottles with the last name of the cyclist at the press conference? Actually, I didn't. That's pretty cool. How, how dare these Americans with their wide roads and equal price rules? Damn it. These people. Oh, wow. So they also have the girls' names on it. Bicycle racing is like royalty. A birthright of European and Great Brits. This is so-called globalization of the so-called globalization of cycling is just preposterous. Well, Mariana Voss, women's cycling, women's cycling, has been on the U.S. racing scene for some time. I think Mariana Voss have trouble speaking. Mariana Voss said the U.S. was second in the nation rankings for the for Rio behind the Netherlands. So they must have some talent. But yes, a lot of people are complaining that the poor deers have to deal with altitude and jet lag, similar to what non-Europeans racing in Europe deal with every year. Meanwhile, tension was palpable in the conference room. <laughs> Kristen Armstrong and Evelyn Stevens, two of the time trialists on the U.S. shortlist for Rio, were sitting next to each other fielding questions from the audience. Oh, the fun some had making jokes about lawsuits of the past once a national selection was announced. In the U.S., is not only the coach, but also the lawyer? <laughs> Apparently, the lawyers have a say on this whole thing. Man, United Healthcare team just broke my heart. They didn't include Diana Peñuela in their lineup. And, you know, actually, also, she's not coming to the Philadelphia race, which is a true bummer. But anyway, there goes one motivation I had to watch the race. Actually, I, yeah. That is my one motivation. I still wouldn't have watched it with her in hand. But anyway, uh, the defending champion, Trixie, her name is really Trixie? Trixie Warak. That, that deserves a woofa-loofa right there. Woofa-loofa. Trixie, wow. It sounds like a stripper. It's terrible, I know. And Wow, that's just bad. Anyway, she had a bad crash in Trofeo Binda and ended up in the removal, ended up with a removal of one of her kidneys. Ooh. So she won't be a part of the Canyon SRAM lineup this year. Kid, you can lose a kidney riding a bicycle? What happened to, like, riding your bicycle is so healthy? Come on now. Natalia says that even if we can't see something, the racing updates on Twitter are very exciting. I think this race is going to be just great. But I have to go because a tour of Norway is on right now, and they're riding past a great fjord. Isn't that right, Phil? The following conversation took place after the conclusion of the Amgen Breakaway from Heart Disease Women's Race empowered with SRAM, also known as the Women's Tour of California. The podium for this edition was first place Megan Garnier from Balls Domans and the current U.S. road champion, followed by Kristen Armstrong from 2016 and the double Olympic time trial champion. And third place went to Evelyn Stevens from Balls Domans, also current holder of the Women's Hour record. Was that exciting, invisible racing, or what? Man, it was crazy. I didn't see anything, but it was still exciting. I know. The team time trial in road bikes was absolutely coconut, a complete nail-biter. Remember this name, Chloe Digart from the USA. At 19 years old, she is the current road and time trial uh, junior world champion, and she is also the world champion in the team, pers team pursuit underachievers. Please try hard. What a talent. What's her name? 
Chloe Dijert. Dijert. I'll, I'll try to remember that. I made a playlist of the recap videos of the stages in YouTube so I can watch them over and over again without having to like look for all of them. I just, it's a friggin' like playlist and I just hit play and it just over and over and over again. What's great about women cycling is that if you think you're missing something by just having us talk about it, don't worry. Even if you follow women cycling, you wouldn't be seeing it anyway. So the other race happening during this weekend is the Pan American Road Championships in Táchira, Venezuela, right near the Colombian border. And it was important because it's a spot for women's uh, road race in Rio comes from this a spot. Sorry, I was listening uh, on the radio feed of a local radio station who was covering the race. And it was uh, just as they were about to cross the finish line, boom, a broadcast from Maduro took hold, and I had no idea who won. Oh, yeah. I read that uh, that not U.S. nor Canada sent teams down there because they were told uh, their safety could, be, could not be guaranteed. Yeah, because Venezuela is such a dangerous place. What the heck? People are stupid. Anyway. Well, Venezuela is kind of coming undone this week. So No, I know, but whatever. Did you hear that the, the flour that is used to make arepas, Mike, that's kind of a little corn cake thing, just went up like 900% this week? Why? Because it's all from Venezuela? Because it's, it's gluten No, 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 in Venezuela. Oh, in Venezuela. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, economically, I know that they're... But seriously, it was like 600 or 900% overnight. I, I, I don't know. I just, people, people, like, white people are so easily scared that I just really wish that all European and North American countries just said, no, we can't go to Rio because we're going to get a mosquito that's going to bite us and then our babies are going to have funky heads. Like, all right, well, fine. That's Stay. what a lot of people are saying. I know. He, what's the goalie of the women's uh, soccer team? It's not she's a goalie. Not it's not goalie. It's goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. She's not playing hockey. She, she said she's not leaving the state, the hotel. All right. She's absolutely must. And okay. made. Okay, she's a fucking idiot then. Good for her. She's an ignorant moron. Uh, okay. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So I was talking about something else, though, Klaus. I was talking about how the, the their, their thingy couldn't be guaranteed, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think Cuba took the first two places and Mexico the third. On May 31st, we'll know if Colombia gets a spot or not. Um, hey, I'll talk to you later to record another of, of our amazing episodes. Yes, looking forward to hear another one of Mike's cool stories. And then Botas, Dan's dog, ate the bug we planted in his phone and we couldn't listen anymore. Remember, people, take your passion and make it happen. The end. And scene. <laughs> I'm going to send that in for a, um, what's the radio equivalent of a Grammy Award? I don't know. <laughs> A podcasty. A podcasty. Yeah. Is that going to be in this American podcast week? No, but you know, here's the thing. Let's say that there's a movie and the movie stinks, but there's a really good scene in the middle. The movie's not going to be considered for an Oscar. And I think that's what's happening right now. That little, that little nugget right now would definitely be in a podcasty, but it's surrounded by absolute shit. So, well, anyway, but we did get some information about the tour of California. And really cool that Coca-Cola had the, the girls' names on the, um, on the bottles. It's actually kind of neat. It's kind of neat. All right. Um, moving on, we did... Uh, okay, so let's do Tour of California. 
like men's tour of California. Yeah. Um, can I go on record as saying I did not watch a single second of it? I was going to say, not only did oh my, I... I've seen your iPhone. You have the tour tracker. I do, I do not. I, um, I did not only not watch a single minute of the race. I read... The only thing I really know is Cavendish won a stage or something, and Juliana Lafilippe won the race. That's the only two yeah. things that I know. Yeah, he was second last year, so he got it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah I remember cool. that. No, I, I, I think that he's amazing. I think he is super, super cool, and uh, I'm glad that he won, even though I just could care less about the race. But how was it? How was Mount Baldy? Isn't Mount Baldy like the Wolonga Hill, hill of Tour of California? <laughs> no, I don't think. Did they go up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do people hate it? I mean, Gibraltar. Oh, yeah, know? that was the tough yeah. one. It was repaved. This year, those, those climbs are pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Here's it's the thing. Crazy. Because yeah. this is the fourth Grand Tour, I thought I'd have a little time to get into it. And then eight days later, it was over. I was like, <laughs> what, what kind of Grand Tour is, is like a week long? Listen, that is, planet. What is true about a Grand Tour is that it's forgiving. Like if you have a week-long vacation in the middle of it, right. you get back into the swing of things. It's like if you stop watching General Hospital for two months and you're like, oh, yep, okay, I'm right back where I was. <laughs> you know, um, I, we have a lot of haters on social media and we email do. and stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah, there's people that just, I mean, you know, the usual, like, what the hell are you guys talking about and oh, any little mistake and stuff. And I always tell people, listen. But, man, if they're that unhappy, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of work to download this. Yeah, then- I'm always like, you're the one listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, one of the things is that um, Mr. Kevin Smith, the movie maker dude. He listens to the podcast? He's wow. a big fan. Awesome. He's a big fan. He's obviously a big cyclist himself. Uh, no, anyway, no. He, he in his one of his podcasts, because he has like three or four different podcasts, whatever. But he did a rant. It was like, I'm not even exaggerating, probably a good 10 minutes, talking about why everybody, every single person in the universe should have a podcast. What? Right. So, he, yeah, yeah, he's like, you should have a podcast, you have an opinion, you, everybody has something to say, get a podcast, it's free, get a podcast, get a podcast, get a podcast. A couple of episodes after that, in another one of his podcasts, he, somebody made fun of him or something, and he was like, hey, dude, if you don't like this podcast, go start your own. So that's what I say. Everybody should start their own cycling podcast. Go do your own podcast. I would love that. Leave me the hell alone. Are there lots of them? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't look anymore. Like lots of cycling podcasts. Yeah, there. They, no, but there's definitely more now than there were. Well, None yeah. Compared to three sides of the coin, the Kiss, as in the band Kiss podcast, which I always say is my personal favorite. Mm. They're one of the best Kiss podcasts out there. The only. We should, we should do a head-to-head battle with three sides of the coin. Yeah, get them on here and then ask them about cycling. They won't know anything. They'll ask us about Kiss and we'll burn them. I know. I think um, we just declared war. I, I don't want. I want. I don't want people to think we hold our audience in contempt because we certainly don't. But I mean, it's like it's like you buy a Hostess cupcake and then you wonder why it's not good for you. <laughs> it's not like a fine. Yeah, like, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of fiber in this cupcake. It's like really, you know what I'm saying? It's fourteen. The nutritional cents. value is low. Really, it was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan, nine months ago. Maybe we should, maybe we should actually have like a like a nutritional label on the podcast. Could we get Hostess to sponsor the podcast? I really doubt it. 
I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think it'd be a conflict of interest since we already have uh, Drake's sponsoring us. Drake the rapper or Drake's coffee cake? Drake's coffee cake. The the whole thing. Not only the coffee cake, just their whole thing. The coffee ring? Yeah. And their little powdered sugar donuts thingy. Yeah. Drake's is the best. No, no. Tour of California. Tour of California. There was interesting stuff. The tour tracker, man. That's the coolest thing about the... Uh, no, listen, what I was going to say with the haters is that a lot of people were like, like I know, I know this is going to be, I'm going to at least get two or three emails like, dude, why do you hate so much on the Tour of California? It's a great race. It helps the country, blah, 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 why, whatever. And the reason that I hate it is I have no idea why. I have a, I have a theory that one of the reasons that I don't like the Tour of California is because it's in California. It really course, it, you don't like it because it's in California, it's in the United States, and then on top of that, it's happening at the same time as the Giro. Yeah, yeah it's hard. Yeah, but even, here's my question. Even before, go ahead. Here's my question mm-hmm. for you guys. Yeah. Do you, and this is, you'll understand this, I think. Do you love to hate it or do you hate it, hate it? Uh, okay, that's a good question, actually. Now I have to think about this. Uh, no, I love to hate it because. If I hated hated it, then I, I whatever. I, I just talk about it at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. It just does not do anything for me at all. It does not move my proverbial needle at all. But so you can tell your critics. You can say I hate it because I really want it to be better. Yeah, but I wonder I really if want to like it. But I, I can't. just I want it to be less American. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. But no, I just, that's, there's no way it's ever going to be less American. It's called the Tour of California. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the, the, the Tour of Colorado, the Tour of Colorado or whatever, is a lot less American. It doesn't exist anymore. I mean, whatever was a lot less American. That's how American it is. And it wasn't called the Tour of Colorado. Klaus, <laughs> let's not get started with that one. USA Pro Cycling Challenge. Tour. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller. Powered, powered with Sun Tour. <laughs> Where, come on, you're gonna tell me you weren't bummed out when you found out that Larry H. Miller is not like a great person from Utah that like did a bunch of good for the state, but and that is a dealership. It's a dude that sells fucking cars. I know, <laughs> pretty American. What a bummer, man! What so, a bummer. I, I actually was writing something about this, but I'll probably never get around to it. <clears throat> that the tour of California really, I mean. Its its biggest crime is that it's not a race in Europe, which it cannot help. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's a certain degree of I don't know how to pronounce this word. Actually, it's a word that I've written and read. Simulacrum, you know, in the sense that, for example, if you go to a 1950s diner today, you know, it 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 looks like an airstream on the outside, and they have like a jukebox, and maybe if it's a really over the top one, the girl that was working there has cat eye glasses and like a poodle skirt. It's more fifties <laughs> than the fifties really were like the fifties. If you went into a diner in the fifties, it would just have crappy wood paneling and no one would be, you know, saying like, Hey, it's the fifties. It would just be normal. So I think in that sense, racing in the United States sometimes takes that on in that it's, it attempts to be right. in some respects more European than, or more cycling than cycling is. So hence all the people in costumes and all that. And what's weird is that, and I think we've talked about this before, it creates a bizarre feedback loop oh, yeah. where then for some reason then it becomes 
something that Europeans pick up. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like bizarre. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, that. I mean, the Giro is pretty obvious that they've been uh, that they've been lo- watching the. And I think most of the world would be like, geez, you had the real thing. Like, don't spoil it with this stuff from California. Having said that, of course, it goes without saying it's awesome that a big race exists in the the United States and people can see these people, you know, these dudes racing and these women racing in the United States. So the whole thing seems really the whole thing seems really prefabricated to me. And I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe the fact that there is 97 sponsors listed on every little thing that happens with that race. And I know, well, that's the only way we can do it. We need money. Do you have money? Are you going to have a race? No. I'm not telling you how to make the Tour of California better. I'm telling you why it bothers me. Why I think it bothers me because in reality just I don't I don't know what it is. I just don't. And then Phil and Paul and like like how like hardcore Lance Armstrong was about it and stuff and all, all that stuff is just stuff that just irks me about cycling. But I, mean, all I of think it. if you look at it, like there's a reason why like the third guy doing commentating is Christian Van de Velde and the guy at the – the two dudes that are at the start and at the finish are Jens Voigt and uh, what's his face? Not Todd Gogolski but the other guy, Steve Schlanger or whatever. Oh, God. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's the, the person that today, right now, as we sit here, is super excited about Jens Boyd today is who that race is meant for. So Idiots. I think in that sense, it, it's a success, if you will. But yeah, I mean, it's certainly lacking. Having said that, like cool stuff happens because, I mean, it's, you know, it's bike racing, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, some noteworthy things like the Paulus kid, on the Axion team, who I'm sure is like fielding offers, like he was amazing to watch. So there was definitely like interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, um, here's my other question. Go ahead. Did I have, did I have a previous question? If I had a previous question, I can't remember. Here's my second question. <laughs> okay. Or your first. We don't know. <laughs> do you, do the, do you, how do you think the riders like it? Because that's important too. Oh, I'm sure they love it. I'm sure they love, they love it. it. Of course. They're, I mean, the Europeans I'm talking, I guess I, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I think so. Of but. course, man. This is a place where kids are, nobody here understands cycling. So like, they're like, Oh, event in my town. This is awesome. Hey dude, kid, these people are famous. They are famous. Oh my God. So they just run over there. Like, yeah, come over here. Mr. Famous. And everybody in America loves Peter Sagan, so you know he's all amped. He's like, yeah, where is, where is American girls? Where is American girls? But also, I mean, I think they like it because of the things that matter most to them, which is good hotels, <laughs> wide roads. No. They get to use uh, Tinder in a new country. And I'm halfway joking, but I know this to be true. So, like... Yeah. That's exciting. But also they get to go – like if people have families, they bring them over and they go to Disneyland. All right. They – you know, like Peter Sagan was like surfing the day before the race started. They go to L.A. I know that when Team Columbia was going to be invited uh, the one year that they weren't, the year – yeah, one year they weren't, whatever. But I was talking to Leonardo Luque and he was like making plans. He was going to stop in New York and see his mom who lives in like Queens. And then like fly over. So he was like making a whole plan of it. So I think 
they like it. I think the racing, I mean, it's good. It's miles, especially for all the people that are going to be in the Tour de France. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. certainly not the most important thing. And then you get to do some good shopping. You go to the beach. You get to stay in nice hotels. Yeah, no, like, I mean, care about that. I, I think that's great. But I think the, the most important thing that you said just now was Peter Sagan was surfing. That's, I mean, that basically encapsulates... How much of a fucking douchebag and this guy is. Kawabunga, Kawabunga, dude. I will go to the beach and do some surfings. He was. Ugh. He probably had his ponytail then. Did you see? He's looking. Slovakia is looking for a uh, uh, a spot in the Rio Olympics uh, for mountain bike. Yeah, but didn't they see his recent mountain bike races? He did terribly. Why would they? He did two of them and he finished one. Exactly. That's pretty good. That's a fifty percent record of finishing. He was like third or fourth. And he has a man bun sometimes. And everybody with a man bun needs to be fucking set on fire right now. And I don't mean like like spontaneous combustion. I mean a posse should get them, take them to the center of whatever town they live in, and then set them on fire. If it's a large city, like the city of Chicago, for example, and somebody's in the suburbs with a man bun, I don't expect the posse to bring the person all the way back to downtown Chicago. Just any kind of area where a lot of people can see them being burned. So, so, you know, one thing at the top of is it Gibraltar, one of the climbs or whatever, a stage finished and on TV I saw something pretty awesome, which was, do you know Dave Toll, the guy that does the finish line narration or whatever here in the United States? Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Mm, yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like at the World Championships, he's the one that goes, it is on like Donkey Kong. Like yeah. That guy. Like, yeah, during the world championships. Oh, God. Because he was right there. He was stationed right at whatever hill we were at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he would not freaking shut up. Okay, anyway, go ahead. He, uh, he fist bumped uh, Peter Sagan. So I think the fact that that moment, like there's going to be a brass plaque there one day. That's a conflict of interest. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. Like, how could that be? If he's friends enough with to fist bump Peter Sagan, then that means that he's probably cheering for him and saying that it's on, like, Donkey Kong three times as much as when other people are racing. Exactly. I think that's yeah. crap. I think you're right, Mike. And here's my, here's my fourth question. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not keeping track. But question, question, question D. Also not a question. It's a comment. Um, Speaking of simulacrum, I think there should be more inflatable roadside advertising in the Tour of California. They need to look at the Tour of Poland and I love it. get I to it. Get Italy has a lot. Uh, yeah. It's, is it just me or is there more this year? No, I think it really went up because I found myself thinking, I know that actually, okay, so I've seen those things in person. I think we all have both at bike races or at the state fair, whatever, you know, they're around. Yeah. But I'm forgetting they're in the middle of nowhere, and there are so many that I found myself wondering, okay, do they have, like, a gas-powered yeah. thing? Like, how do they stay inflated? No, no, no. They're, a little generator? Yeah, they definitely yeah, all have gas-powered generators. I'm going to yes. go out on a limb and say that Americans probably invented these goddamn things. Of and course. At the very least, we should have one of those car dealership flappy arm guys <laughs> that's not even sponsoring anything, just like <laughs> at the finish line. I'm going to tell you something. Those I little flappy thingies? One of those. Those flappy thingies, they have an actual name, but I, I can't remember what it is. My wife, my wife is obsessed. Oh, my wife is obsessed with them. Every time we you see them anywhere. What are you going to buy it for? So that when guests are visiting, I would have it in the driveway. <laughs> There's a 
14 foot one. And you can buy the thing is you have to buy it with the fan because it's a high, high powered fan that's very loud. But then like our neighbors would see it. And my wife was like, it's fine if you want to buy it. It's just like if we don't know exactly when the people are coming and then it has yeah. to be on like super loud for you half an hour. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really kind of want one though. But yeah, they're all over the Giro. Who the doesn't ball. want one? Uh, the the um, I was gonna say you said you see them in like carnivals or bike races or whatever. The ones, the first ones I think that I ever saw, even before I saw the ones in the car dealerships, the big gorillas of the car dealerships, was the the inflatable rat that oh, the, the, bat the bat. yeah the the teamsters the yeah the union people have. It's a very New York City thing. I think, Is it? Right? I never saw it anywhere else. I don't know. Well, if people know what I'm talking about, the inflatable rats when people are on strike, if you don't, then don't worry about it. Okay, so since we're talking about it Italian inflatables, what do you guys say we talk about the, the Giro d'Italia? I have a lot of random thoughts. Let me get started with... Um, let me get started reminding everybody what, what, our, what our bets were, what our picks were. Oh, no. We're all losing. Yeah. Natalia picked Nibali, Klaus picked Nibali, Mike picked Nibali, I picked Mikel Landa. <laughs> Oof. I had Valverde originally, I don't know if you guys remember this. And then like while I was talking oh, about okay. it, I, I changed it. And then but for the heart we had Uran Uran, Natalia and Klaus, Mike Nibali, and I had Uran. So But there was a third thing which was brain. Like what does my brain think? And that one was Christwick. I just didn't want to say There's it. a third one. <laughs> There was. I just didn't want to say it out loud because I didn't want to like put you guys to shame, you know. But I can tell you this though. In much better news, my team is actually right now fifth in the in the Gage and DeSoto league. All right. Is there really? one rider in particular that's getting you points and doing uh, that's a good question. Let me see actually. Uh yeah, I mean I have Alverde, which obviously has given me okay. a ton of points, but um the most points, yes, Valverde. And then I have Ilnur Sakharin, Esteban Chavez, Stefano Pirazzi, who's had like the worst Giro he's ever had. Uh, Marcel Kittel, which did what he could and then got the hell out. Matteo Trentin, Diego Ulisi, who's helped me out, of course. I miss Churruca, who hasn't done shit. He hasn't, even, he hasn't even been in backstage pass. That's how lame this guy is. Should get extra points. Like he showed up in backstage pass at some point. And then Carlos Betancourt, who... I just heard today for the last two or three days has been antibiotics. Apparently he's sick as a dog. Yeah, which I'm sure he was like, this is when I'm going to show AG2R what I'm capable of. Well, he's kind of did. What he's capable of is taking antibiotics. <laughs> nah, he did. He's, he, he did well. He did well while he was there. He's helped. I quite mean, a bit. Christ, considering what he's been up to for the last, what, like two years, he's the fact that he's like on his bike and riding it and in Europe is a huge accomplishment. Oh, no, 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 definitely. Like he's in the right continent. Hey, do you guys know that uh, Walter Wayans died five years ago already? Whoa. Five friggin' years ago. He died the same year I met my wife. That is nuts. That feels like forever ago. Mm. Nuts. Which makes me think too. So he died the same year I met my wife. Yet our kid is already nine. Hmm. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to go through my random like notes here. The Katusha kicking out the dude that uh, from the time trial. Uh, what was his name? Satchevich. What do you guys think is the real reason why they did that? Why they kicked him out? Do you, do you think... Okay, now, conspiracy theory. Do you think that he tested positive for something internally the day before the time trial? And they told him, get disqualified, and then we'll take you out of here with the pretext that you were... And then one, that you, one disqualified that you, so they were like, well, guess what? Embarrassed that you embarrassed. But then it's a double whammy. Number one, we get rid of the guy with a positive, with a potential positive. Number two, the team looks excellent because we're so nice. We're so good. This guy, he, he, we need to teach him a lesson. That's, that's, that's what I thought. Mike, what do you think? I think, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's not it. that funny. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> X-Files episode. It's all at the end. At the end, you're like, of course, it all makes sense. Exactly. At the end, they, they grab Tatsevich's head and they, 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 they pull out his, his – it was a mask. And it was the guy that runs the carnival all along. That's Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Is this what the new Twin Peaks season is going to be about? <laughs> No, I think it's much simpler, which is he was drafting excessively. <laughs> and they were like, dude, everyone on the side of the road was getting video of that. Like, it was too much. We have to do something about it because then we're going to look like crap in about three hours when everyone starts posting it and it gets out. Well, they got, he got, he got uh, his penalty before Katusha took him out of the race. Oh, really? Yeah. Then. Then I'm right. All right. Just wanted to say that. Okay. Another note that I had about the – it's interesting. I mean, Andre Amador obviously has been having an amazing Giro. Holy crap. But I it, mean, it kind of went downhill. But considering the type of rider and what he's done in oh, Grand Tours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's like saying that Dumoulin's Vuelta España last year wasn't good. You know, it's just – it's ridiculous. It's just, you know, whatever. Or freaking Bob Youngle's Giro or whatever. But anyway. From seeing and hearing Amador's name so much, two things came, came to mind. Do people know that Amador actually means lover? He's a lover, not a fighter. He's a Did lover. You know that? A, Did you know that, Mike? Yes. <laughs> you sounded like Napoleon Dynamite just then. <laughs> yes. So, first of all, so his first name means lover, which is funny. Now, his mother's name... You know, in, in Costa Rica, just like in Latin, other Latin American countries, you use two last names, right? Obviously, the Sergio and now Montoya, right? So he, the first last name is your father's last name, and the second last name is your mother's maiden name. So his mother, being Russian, her name is Bikaskova. In Russia, if you're a female, your last name ends in a female ending. If you're a male, it finishes in a male ending. That's why there's no Ovas, Sharapova, or any Ovas that are men. So when Amador oh, wow. took his, well, when, when, this, when his second name was given to him, they gave him his mother's last name, even though it's a female last name. So wait, is, so there's, so because you mentioned Sharapova, because we know that that's like a, a female athlete, whatever. Yeah. Is there, so there's a male version, Sharapova or something? Sharapovich. Yeah. Sharapovich. Yeah. Maripovich. Maripovich as well, yes. Okay. 
There you go. So I just thought that was really interesting. A female last name. So any Russian looking watching is like, whoa, look at that guy named Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Name Mary, yes. Nice job, Costa Rica. Yeah, wait a yeah. <laughs> So if there's like a Russian Johnny Cash, he wrote a song called The Boy Named Whatever. Mikaskova. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. so f- for what it's worth, I'm just dropping that one there that for you guys. Explains why his name is Andre. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, where did who named this? Kid? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. she's Russian. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically he's almost like the only guy that's still using those nasal strips. You think he's a communist? No, I think he likes. Uh, he, he, no, like, let, I'll just say this: he he likes Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> He told me he's voting for Bernie Sanders. Now, I think he's, his mother, the Russian, is super blind, and she has a really hard time pointing, like picking him out. In blind the, or blonde? Blind. Okay. So, oh, so she uses the nasal strip? Exactly. That's how she points. That's how she. Come like, on. Yeah. Mike, if Tour de Trump <laughs> was happening, let's just say Amador would not be invited. <laughs> We'll just walk let's just say it would be walled off to him. Yes. <laughs> hey, buddy, if you can get over this wall with your bicycle, would be, would be walled off. Yeah, just as a figure of speech. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, Amador is uh, amazing and unbelievable, unbelievable. I don't know when his contract is up, but I'm guessing that some other team is going to want him. He's been he's been with Movistar and Castispanes since the beginning of his professional career, and he's just now this good. No, I mean, I there seemed to be a little bit of um, confusion early on between who in that team was supposed to be doing what. Oh, I th- I, I think that there still is. <laughs> Did you write <laughs> that yeah. team? That yeah. team is a little messy. Yeah, because I think Valverde, like the the first instant, Valverde looked like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Those guys, Visconti and Amador, were like attacking the shit out of the race. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I think that's oh, gonna that's keep right, going. Yeah, Visconti was up there as well, so mm-hmm. things are starting to kind of settle, but it's not good. No, it's not. They're not. He never has it together. Watch, watch what's gonna happen. Visconti's gonna continue to attack to try to get like mountain points and. Alejandro Valverde is not going to get pissed. But here's the thing. If you're Valverde and this team is here to serve you, quote-unquote, right? It's not mean, you know, not to, to help you. And somebody like Visconti specifically because, I mean, Amador had, it could, you know, had, could potentially have gotten farther up in the GC originally, which eventually he did and who wore the pink jersey. But Visconti goes out and starts attacking up front. Your first thought as team leader is, what if I need somebody else? I need as many of my guys here with me. Why is that guy over there, right? Yeah. Now, think about, forget Movistar and think about Orica Greenedge. They send Ruben Plaza, this is uh, in stage 14. They send Ruben Plaza up to like, try to win a stage, a mountain stage, mind you, while leaving Esteban Chavez at the mercy of what? A bunch of dudes that can't climb at all, and Ahmed Churuka, who's been riding like crap. The problem is that Chavez gets to the to the finish line, and all he does is thank his team. Oh, they carried me like a little baby. Oh my God, they're the best team in the world. I want to 
thank the team and then everybody that works in the back office. I'm like, dude, you are way too nice of a guy. This team is screwing you over. They're not the strongest team. They're making you do way more work than, I mean, Nibali, dude, come on, man. Where, where is, where is Chavez's Scarponi? Where is Chavez's Amador? Pirate. Well, to be fair, I think Chavez is not, he deserves it, but he's not at a place in his career that he can expect that. Oh, really? He's running second in the friggin' Giro d'Italia. Come on. Absolutely, but I think going into this race and that day in particular, the team was probably like, well, it can go either way. Like if Chavez is having problems, hang back. I'm just coming up with possibilities of, hey, you can go and if you win it, then hang back and help him or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Was Chavez alone? Maybe he had someone with him. I don't remember. It was, it was a mountain day and he was completely alone. I can tell you that. I think I can see it both ways. When it's a rider that I like, I'm like, dude, where, is, where are people to help him? Certainly, Rigor has suffered from that always. But I also miss when things are... Every, every single rider must be riding for this other guy's goal, and that is it. Then I complain that cycling is sort of U.S. postal robotic. So, you I, know. I, I, I would did like to hear what I said. Did you guys hear that I said parrot, training parrot? No. no. What's that a reference to? Michele Scarponi makes videos of himself riding around with his parrot following him. What? <laughs> Have you got, did I send you this? Following him as in like flying? Yeah, this actually should probably be its own podcast. This is how, this is how crazy this is. He has a parrot named Frankie. And it follows, it just flies around, it lands on his shoulder, it lands on his helmet, and then it flies next to him. And he videos the whole thing. He's like, Frankie, bye, bye, Frankie, oh, Frankie, yeah. And it's what? like, yeah. So, Christ. how the hell does this exist in this universe? I was, it's on his Twitter feed. I, Michael you know, sent it to me, and then she found a few more, so I will send them to you guys, but everyone know, needs to see this. Parrots can live to be like 100-something years old. No, no, no. Kind of parrot, so the parrot might be older than him. Yeah. and That's saying it's the, a lot. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see, and, and I think all these riders need their own training parrots. Oh, my God. And somehow Sorry. get them into the races. Oofa, I oofa. you saying it, and I missed that this existed. So, but, so, yeah, that's my point, like, when it's a writer I like, I'm like, where's everyone to help him? But then when it's a robotic team, right? then I, I kind of bemoan that. Listen, but the I only thing... Certainly Chavez can use all the help he can get, and I don't know what's going to happen in the end. I mean, Chrysler, there's two mountain stages to go. He's going to have to have a bad day. Everyone has a bad day. It would have to be a monumental bad day. And if Chavez is super strong, maybe something great can happen. But, yeah, I think he has proven, certainly, I agree with you, he deserves all the backup he can get. Well, yeah, unfortunately, Orica Greenish doesn't have the rider that he needs, but, so I hope that he jumps ship. But, listen, um, did you hear, though, speaking of Chryswick, did you hear that Valverde today said that he's going to win? Valverde really? was like, yeah, Valverde was like, I, you know, I, I'm not one to give up, I, I always fight, but I'm, I'm giving up. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that he's really strong in there. It is he, over three minutes. It's a lot. Of time. He's gonna win the Jira. Jesus, that's crazy. And I don't know where he came out. Or he came out of nowhere. No, I mean, out of nowhere. No, I mean, from Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, obviously. No, obviously. Do you think I, something like that could happen? What? Him being from Colombia? Valverde could win. Valverde, no. 
No, no, no. Valverde said, I'm Valverde not winning. He ain't winning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Valverde said Kreiswick is winning. He was like, yeah. I'm, he called it. Yeah, he's like, I. it's not happening. I'm not winning. He's going to win. Sorry, he's I way misunderstood. But oh, yeah, yeah. You have to have a bad day. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, he uh, might have a bad day, lose two minutes, and still win. He could get bronchitis. Yeah, true. Bronchitis. Hmm. Ain't nobody got time. <laughs> nobody got three minutes, 20, whatever for that. <laughs> no, I mean, he's super strong. I think... Esteban Chavez, again, you start to backtrack of all the what-ifs. Certainly, time trialing is an issue, as it is for most Colombian riders. That's a total bummer. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I don't know. He's going to have a bad day. He has to. Wait, is this going to be the third year in a row that a Colombian finishes second? Hmm. I don't know, is it? Well, who? last year, no. who finished second last year? No, not no one. No In the tour of California, the <laughs> second place finisher is called the first loser. <laughs> unfortunate. He gets a participation. He gets a participation medal. There's uh, a joke about the Special Olympics that applies. Okay, so um, I'm sure that you guys have some notes of your own, but just so that you guys know, we're like we're about. Five, we have about five more minutes or so, maybe a little bit more. But um, I just want to make a couple of other things. Peter Sagan is going to Astana. Uran has bronchitis. Uh, I read it on on Cycling News, so it must be. However, the day before, I had heard in a in a Spanish website that he was going to Ethics Quick Step. So I don't know. And that would be a mistake. Nibali is going to the Bahrain thing or whatever. Oh, really? Is he? The possibly. Wow. I also think it's funny that like. The team is making him have like physical tests in a couple of days to see what's happening with him. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, like a dude that has won Grand Tours is still like in the top four or whatever. Is that like? No, I mean, he did lose a lot of time. But the funny thing is, yeah. why, don't, why don't you just take his temperature and see if he has a fever? Why do you have to make some crazy tests? What crazy yeah, tests? Yeah, I mean, they're like, he has to undergo all these tests. And I'm like, if he's not sick. I mean, everyone's saying, "Oh, it's the crank length or whatever." Like, I don't like. Maybe he's just not that good for the zero. I don't. Yeah. Is that weird? No, like, I, I think last. it's totally. No, I think it's totally weird. There. Meanwhile, writer Hegedal is like, "Hello, I'm here. Is anyone asking for me to take tests? Like, why <laughs> I have to drop out? Is anyone concerned? I won the zero, and look at me." Um, listen, the the only, the last thing I wanted to say was that I am cycling is going away. Like a, a one podcast episode after we talked about them and made fun of them. So I wonder if that's like the curse of the speed metal cycling. Um, and then uh, Kluge, Roger Kluge goes and w wins this stage, their only significant win in the history of the team. And the day after they announced that they're done with. And he stole it from people Posato. Well, oh, did he? Posato, Posato kind of gave it to him. Posato <laughs> he didn't went, have his parrot. Yeah, that was the problem. That was the problem. If anyone dares ask why that team ceased to be, the fact that that was their first major win, I mean, Christ, if that's not an answer. I know. And then you read an interview with uh, Henrik Hausler where he's like, oh, this is terrible for cycling. And I was like, how is this terrible for cycling? The team sucked. You know what's terrible for cycling? HTC Columbia. The team that got the most wins two years in a row out of any other professional cycling team. That team folded and yeah, went like away. When that happens, you go, wow, that's crazy. That's a tragedy. And I am cycling in. 
Yeah, you're like, oh, it's about time. He's like, wait, who? Um, I mean, yeah, we were looking at the at the roster last last whatever. So here are the people that are going to be looking for jobs: Jerome Coppell, Steph Clement, uh, Matthias Frank, Henrik Hausler. I'm sure he's retiring. Oliver Tsao definitely has to retire. Signs him for like 50 bucks. Larry Warbasser, some American dude. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's just a bunch of whole whole bunch of nobodies and Harlan San Pantano, basically. <laughs> that's it. Pantano's going to be back in Colombia. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Roger, uh, Roger Kluge, the guy that won uh, yesterday or today or whenever the hell. That was today, right? Yeah, today. Um, I'll bet you that he basically just got himself a job in some like continental team out of this win skydive dubai there you go skydive dubai so it's it's just anyway i mean those those were my thoughts what do you guys uh anything else you guys wanted to add uh jiro related i was amazed to see how quickly this race just got set up to not be a race anymore like i'm with valverde he's like dude it's cooked it's all cooked in yeah. At the same like time, though, really quickly. Let's say, let's say that that's the case. The lead up, up to everything that happened up until now, has been coconuts. Bananas. It's been I know, I agree. insanity, I agree. and and I just don't see it stopping. I mean, that that stage two days ago, whatever the one where they just started attacking right off the friggin' thing. It's just yeah. just such a crazy, such an awesome, awesome, short stages, awesome stage. Short stages. Short stages. Short stages. Speed have climbs. to be three weeks. Yeah, that way you can fit in all the crap. Tell, tell the tour of California. Um, Klaus, anything else? Um, I found a way to watch the race live on an iPhone. Really? Is it legal? That's kind of exciting. Is it legal? It is. It is because most of the legal feeds, at least, and if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone's laughing at me, but most of them rely on Flash and they don't seem to work on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. But the uh, is it EITB the Bosque channel? Oh yeah, yeah, has an app and you can watch it. Cool. Great quality live, it's awesome. Awesome. I mean, if I'm ever not watching it on my actual TV in high high definition, I don't know why I would ever not be doing that. Then I guess I'll try my phone. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're on the move, it's the it's yeah. the Giro Tour Tracker. I'm never on the move when the Giro's on. I'm in the not move, actually. I'm in the sofa not moving. That's what I do. But aside from that, um, did you think it was funny when Nibali got mad at his bike and, like, the derailleur hanger just went bloop, bloop. <laughs> Plop. That was kind of funny. Someone in Specialized just got decapitated for that. I got, I got tweeted plop twice, and I can't remember at what points, but I think that may have been one of the points where somebody tweeted plop. <laughs> that was that was plop worthy. And how about the fan that got the that he kind of threw the bike too? Uh, he was very happy. He held it for about ten seconds before the mechanic came and got it from him. Remember at the Tour of California a few years ago, there's video of this on YouTube. I think we mentioned it before. Like there's a crash on a, kind of a sprint finish, <laughs> and Tom Bonin's bike like lands on the you know on yeah. like the sidewalk, and the dude starts taking pictures. Yeah, Tom Bonin's like hurt. You can tell that, you know, he's okay, but like it really hurt. And this guy's like, dude, John, check it out. I got this bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
look at it. And people are like taking pictures and Tom Bonin's like, oh. <laughs> See, that only happens in the tour of California. I am a hater. I'm a hater. Um, okay, guys, is there anything else? I would like to wrap it up if possible. That way I can go back and finish packing. More uh, short stages are good. Short stages are good. Time trials are good. I hate I hate time trials, period. I don't give a fuck if they're going up or down or around. Time trial, much better. Much better. You get so, to see me punching people in the audience. <laughs> it's so boring. Guy on a bicycle. Guy on a bicycle. Guy on a bicycle. Doesn't anybody understand that racing, racing is relative. That's all it is. The only reason that you're cheering for the guy in front of the other guy is because he is in front of the other guy. If you have no idea where the other guy is, then what the hell are you cheering for? Oh, I know. You cheer once every 15 minutes when they give you a time check on them. Boring, 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 oh, boring. I don't know. I boring. Don't know if you've heard Paul Sherwin say this. It's the race of truth. Uh, yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. It's the most boring and useless and stupid and just dumb just absolute dumbness my point is if you're gonna have a time trial uh-huh for me as a fan if it's uphill at least there's something to look at either that or have it go through a beach yeah yeah but that's like you saying like listen if you're gonna kick me in the nuts don't do it wearing cycling cleats do it with bare feet whatever dude it's still horrible Let's say, let's say everybody may say like, no, but you know, it's really important because it's an, a discipline of the sport and you want somebody that wins a grand tour to Not be good boring. at all. Yeah, to, win, to be good at all disciplines. All right, fine, cool. Then I'll tell you what, the day of the time trial, you start from the back to the front, just like you normally do, except you start from number 20, right? From number 20, you go to the first guy and then after that, you start from the end and you do a down to 21. That way, the part that I really give a shit about where the times matter, I watch is half an hour. I'm like, oh, all right, there you go. And then I turn off and I get the hell out of there because it's stupid. I'm going to sit there and watch. Let me see. Let me just grab a name from the I Am Cycling roster. Like I'm going to watch Permin Lang from from Switzerland go by and then after that, I'm going to watch... Uh, Sonder Holst Anger. Oh yeah, this is a lot of fun. Oh my god, who's next? Who well, I know. It, it's it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's it's a waste I of time. Way to fix time trials, and you guys will agree one hundred percent, and you will love my time trial idea. Every again. rider, every rider gets a parrot. No, 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 yes. no. <laughs> Listen to this. A time trial is this distance. Who does it faster? Yeah. There's gaps, one minute, two minutes, or whatever between yeah. riders. What if it's the same time trial, exactly the same concept, but everyone starts at the same time? Ooh, so the gap, the gap between riders, instead of being like... It's zero. Yeah, it's the zero. gap is zero. Oh. And you allow drafting. Well, without it's drafting, it would be a little difficult, but yeah, okay. And I just invented road cycling. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> Wow. How but could, it would be genius. It, it is like genius. Not, trial, but everyone's riding at the same time. Done. Fixed. Dan, I have something to add. What? If you to make it your mission to get Rob Hatch to mention you before the end of this race. Again? Somehow. He's done Has it he already? He's done it twice. He's read two of my In tweets. This race? Yeah, yeah. 
what? what was it about? Yeah, yeah. I can't. The, the, the first one we talked about last episode. Um, was I on last episode? <laughs> you don't even remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. I think everybody was. Um, and then what? What was the second one? That one was recently, and. I must have been making coffee or something. Shoot, I don't remember. I would have, I would have thrown my TV out the window again. No, I, <laughs> let me actually. Just, Everyone should know that Mike lives in a basement apartment. It does, it's not that impressive. He pushes it slightly up. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm going back to my tweets and see what I. Uh, you're going to have to fix this in post. Nobody wants to listen to you reading. Oh, hell no, man. I'm not ch- ch- changing anything on post because I'm... Uh, have you been I watching think. Processo alla Tapa? A few. A few here and there. Um, I think it's funny. Where was it that I read somebody talk, like making fun of it? Like the, um, the, all the Italian writers crossed the, the line. The guys that, are, that have made it, quote-unquote are like, oh, God, please don't take, don't pick me to go to Processo La Tapa. They're like, guys that haven't made it are like, oh, please, God, pick me to go to the Processo La Tapa. <laughs> well, um, something that's interesting, uh, talking about post-race stuff, uh, Mike, you probably don't know this, but <clears throat> the Vuelta Colombia normally finishes in either Medellin or Bogota, one of the two biggest cities. It was supposed to finish in Bogota, but they charge the city, as all cycling races do. The mayor doesn't want to pay it, so it's now finishing in an adjacent uh, state in American parlance. And that uh, people are really mad at the mayor for, as well as the fact that um, most states and major cities uh, have cycling teams, like amateur slash pro cycling teams in Colombia. Bogota doesn't, doesn't have one, so they feel like the mayor is not supporting cycling. So Esteban Chavez wins the stage at the Giro d'Italia, and he's being interviewed for Colombian television in Spanish, like right after the stage. And in fully in like over the top, um, ironic or no, not ironic. Like, uh, what's that called? Sarcastic, sarcastic tone. He's like, I just want to send a hello to the mayor in Bogota for not supporting cycling and not having a race <laughs> and not having a cycling team in the city. I just want to say hello to him. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. Uh, he's pretty awesome. Okay, I found the tweets. Um, this is um, four days ago when the when the race went up uh, that that hill called El Gato, and I tweeted, "El Puma ataca El Gato," and he said, "Ooh," and he read that online. Yeah, on he read on the air. Yeah, absolutely. Did he laugh? Uh, probably. I can't believe. Really Darwin Atapuma's lost to Chavez. Oh, dude. Uh, dude. It wasn't just the Chavez. He lost to the other dude. He lost that to everybody. <laughs> Atapuma has been trying nonstop. I and know. Now there's pictures of his girlfriend everywhere. He keeps talking about his girlfriend. That's really too bad. Um, okay, guys. Is there anything else? No? No. Oh, no. Okay. So, for the last time, I'm going to be out of here for two weeks and um but you can follow my adventures on instagram and my instagram is at the skull crusher oh one word and it will just be pictures of fire and he has a k and hopefully it'll just be pictures of me wearing king diamond shirts 
setting myself on fire. Um, well, that's it. So we'll we'll talk to you guys when I get back. And um, I, I think the Woofa Woofa Lufa song is is in order once again. Please. Okay. This this time we're gonna play it all the way to the end. Mike, thank you so much, sir. Klaus, thank Klaus, thank you so much, sir. Yes, yes. And uh, thank you to Natalia for her skit writing skills. Yeah, and thanks to Natalia. But man, she should actually. Speaking of friggin' um, Kevin Smith, she should apply for a job with him and help him write some of his awesome movies. Oh, right. Uh, that's it. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>